Jeff, also referred to as the talking mongoose or the Dalby spook, was an allegedly talking mongoose, which was claimed to inhabit a farmhouse owned by the Irving family. The Irvings' farm was located at Cashin's Gap near the hamlet of Dalby and the Isle of Man. The story was given extensive coverage by tabloid press in Britain in the early 1930s. The Irvings' claim gained attention from parapsychologists and ghost hunters such as Harry Price, Hereward Carrington and Nandor Fordor. Some investigators of the era, as well as contemporary critics, have concluded that the phenomenon was a hoax that the Irving family perpetuated by using ventriloquism. In September 1931, the Irving family, consisting of James, Margaret and a 13-year-old daughter named Vwari, claimed they heard a persistent scratching, rustling and vocal noises behind their farmhouse's wooden wall panels that variously resembled a ferret, a dog or a baby. According to the Irvings, a creature named Jeff introduced itself and told them it was a mongoose born in New Delhi, India in 1852. According to Vori, Jeff was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a large bushy tail. The Irvings say that Jeff communicated to them that he was an extra, extra clever mongoose, an earthbound spirit and a ghost in the form of a mongoose, and once said to them, I am a freak, I have hands and I have feet, and if you saw me you'd faint, you'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt. The Irvings made various claims about Jeff. He supposedly guarded their house and informed them of the approach of guests or any unfamiliar dog. They said that if someone had forgotten to put out the fire at night, Jeff would go down and stop the stove. The Irvings claimed Jeff would also wake people up when they overslept and whenever mice got into the house, Jeff supposedly assumed the role of a cat, although he preferred to scare them rather than kill them. The Irvings say they gave Jeff biscuits, chocolates and bananas and food was left for him in a saucer suspended from the ceiling which he took when he thought no one was watching. The Irvings claimed the mongoose regularly accompanied them on trips to the market but always stayed on the other side of the hedges, chatting incessantly. The story of Jeff became popular in the tabloid press and many journalists flocked to the aisle to try to catch a glimpse of the creature. Several other people, both locals and visitors, claimed to have heard Jeff's voice and two claimed to have seen it. However, physical evidence was lacking. Footprints, stains on the wall and hair samples claimed to be evidence of Jeff were identified as belonging to the Irvings sheepdog as were several photos which were claimed by the Irvings to depict Jeff. Margaret and Vori Irving left the home in 1945 after the death of James Irving. They reportedly had to sell the farm at a loss because it had the reputation of being haunted. In 1946, Leslie Graham, who had bought their farm, claimed in the press that he had shot and killed Jeff. The body displayed by Graham, however, was black and white and much larger than the famous mongoose and Vori Irving was certain that it was not Jeff. She died in 2005. In an interview published late in life, she maintained that Jeff was not her creation. In July 1935, the editor of The Listener, Richard S. Lambert, known as Rex, and his friend, paranormal investigator Harry Price, went to the Isle of Man to investigate the case and produced the book The Haunting of Cashin's Gap 
1936. They avoided saying that they believed the story, but they were careful to report it objectively. The book reports how a hair from the alleged mongoose was sent to Julian Huxley, who then sent it to naturalist F. Martin Duncan, who identified it as a dog hair. Price suspected the hair belonged to the Irving's sheepdog, Mona. Price asked Reginald Pocock of the Natural History Museum to evaluate paw prints allegedly made by Jeff in plasticine, together with an impression of his supposed tooth marks. Pocock could not match them to any known animal, though he conceded that one of them might have been conceivably made by a dog. He did state that none of the markings had been made by a mongoose. The diaries of James Irving, along with the reports about the case, are in Harry Price's archives in the Senate House Library, University of London. Upon visiting the Irvings, Price observed double walls of wooden panelling covering the interior rooms of the old stone farmhouse, which featured considerable interior airspace between stone, as well as walls, also made of wood, that made the whole house one great speaking tube, with walls like sound boards. By speaking into one of the many apertures in the panels, it should be possible to convey the voice to various parts of the house. According to Richard Wiseman, Price and Lambert were less than enthusiastic about the case, concluding that the only most credulous of individuals would be impressed with the evidence for Jeff. Nandor Fodor, research officer for the International Institute for Psychical Research, stayed at the Irving's house for a week without seeing or hearing Jeff. Fodor disbelieved any deliberate deception had occurred and molded a complex psychological theory to explain Jeff based on a split-off part of Jim Irving's personality. Though some psychic investigators thought that Jeff was a poltergeist or another type of ghost, skeptics, including residents of the Isle of Man, believed the Irving family had colluded to perpetuate a hoax that was originated by daughter Vwari. An Isle of Man examiner reporter wrote that when he caught the girl making noises, her father tried to convince him the sound came from somewhere else. According to Joan Nicol, researchers have suspected Vwari used ventriloquism and other tricks the effects of which were hyped by family members, reporters in search of a story, and credulous paranormalists. Contemporary media scholar Jeffrey Sconce writes that the most likely explanation is that this extra extra clever mongoose was an imaginary companion created by the Irving's extra extra clever daughter. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.